Depression, anxiety, and autoimmune symptoms after birth is not how it's supposed to be. There is a much better way, and I'm here to show you how to do just that. Hey, my friend, I'm Miranda Bauer, a mother to four kids and a biology student turned scientist obsessed with changing the world through postpartum care. Join us as we talk to mothers and the providers who serve them and getting evidence-based information that actually supports the mind, body, and soul in the years after birth. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Postpartum University Podcast. Miranda Bauer here, and I have an incredibly special guest here. Her name is Carla Sargent. She is a home birthing mama of three, an ex-midwife, an educator, an author, podcast host, and the founder of her birth trauma support and education business, which is Healing Birth. And so through her holistic and her unique healing birth work, Carla has really helped hundreds of families to find their healing after having a traumatic birth and really prepare for a positive and empowering next birth. So she's worked with a really vast array of birth keepers uh, and and providers and, and moms and helping them to really understand the causes and impacts of birth trauma, including prevention, how to support the healing process, and so much more. And that is really why she is here today with us on this podcast so that we can have this incredibly important conversation. So Carla, welcome. Thanks for having me here, Miranda. I'm yeah really looking forward to this conversation. Tell us how you got started in this work. I mean, and I, you've got a lot going on. Home birthing mama, you're an ex-midwife, an educator. There sounds like there's so much to be said here. Yeah, yeah. And I am in a bit of a unique role, I guess, you know, uh, doing birth trauma support work. I'm, I, I don't have a counseling background or a psych background, you know. Um, I've come to this place very organically, uh, really. And yes, so I do have a background in midwifery um, that sort of fell to the wayside when I was a solo mum with my little girl who's now 23. So it's been a long time since I practiced midwifery. But about 10 years ago, my sister was working um, with new mums with these support groups, weekly meetings for the first year of the baby's life. And she was relaying just countless stories of traumatic birth to me that she was hearing in these meetings. Uh, and she was like, Carla, I don't know what to say to these mums. I don't know where to send them for further support, like help. And you know what? Like even with my background in midwifery, I knew so little about birth trauma and about the support services that were available. I mean, it's not something we learn about in midwife school. And um, so, so yeah, I was like, look, if any of your mums want to come and share their birth story with me, I'm happy to listen. Uh, I don't know if I'll have much to offer in terms of advice, but yeah, happy to listen. And, um, and actually, a few of them did come and share their stories with me. And that was really, you know, a really powerful starting point for them to begin to feel seen and heard around their traumatic births. Most of the time when people who have experienced a traumatic birth try to share their story with somebody, they are met with messaging like, you know, at least you've got a healthy baby. Just focus on the positives. It could have been so much worse. This messaging sort of sends, 
the idea that we ought to be grateful and suppress our own, you know, um, Mm -hmm. experiences of like fear and grief and anger and disappointment. Um, you know, and I and I tell people all the time we can experience those things simultaneously. Yes, of course we're grateful for our beautiful, healthy baby, but we also can simultaneously feel, you know, disempowered, fearful, upset, angry, etc., about the way our babies were brought into the world. They don't, they're not mutually exclusive things. And so anyway, yeah, like I was able to hold a space for people to share their story with me. And I was like, wow, this is making a really big impact. And, you know, like this is simple stuff. Why isn't there more of this available? And I really wanted to understand more about, um, yeah, the support services around. And there was so little information available. Uh, And so I was like, well, I'm just going to conduct my own survey. (laughs) I'm going to do my own research. And um, so I created an online anonymous survey that delved into questions like, what was the cause of your traumatic birth? What were the consequences? Uh, What support services did you access? What was helpful? What wasn't? What would you have liked available that wasn't? Um, Amongst other questions, it it was asking a lot of respondents in terms of the emotional investment, I guess, to, you know, relay their stories to me. And so I didn't expect to get many responses. I got 319 impassioned replies to that survey, and that just spoke volumes in and of itself. You know, women want to be heard. They want their story to be heard, and they were dissatisfied with the support services and what I was hearing that they needed I was like I feel like I am equipped with what is needed (laughs) to be able to uh to offer that service so back in 2015 I started up my yeah birth trauma support business uh, healing birth it was actually called voice for parents back then but rebranded a few years ago um and have yeah offered one-to-one healing services to hundreds of families and have worked with perinatal care providers to help them to better understand birth trauma Um, and more recently have started working um, in training others for the last two and a half or three years, training others in the art of holistic birth trauma support work so so there are more people out there who have the same understandings as I do around yeah how we can um provide healing for people out there who have experienced traumatic birth this is incredible and you know birth trauma is such a common thing and it's it's frightening really I know that in the U.S. alone and I don't know where it is where where you are currently, but one in three people describe their birth as a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And I I really want to maybe know a little bit more, especially because you have this this background and you've done all of this research. What have you come to understand as being kind of the root cause of so much of this birth trauma that so many women are experiencing? I'm here in New Zealand, Miranda, and we do have 
a maternity system that has such amazing potential. Women are able to choose who their care provider is and, you know, around 90% choose a, a midwife as their, we call them lead maternity carer here. They have that same midwife or group of midwives follow them through their all of their pregnancy care, their birth care, their postnatal care. Uh, so we do have a continuity of care model and people can choose where they give birth. So a home birth, um, birth centre birth, you know, hospital birth. Um, and so we do really have a lot of choices here that are unavailable in other parts of the world. And yet we too have a really high rate of birth trauma. Um, so there's something else at play apart from, you know, um, lack of choice around who you have providing your care and where you choose to give birth. And it's really a multifaceted thing, right? It's it's pretty hard to nail down in a in a <laughs> one word or whatever um, what the root cause of traumatic birth is. But what I've come to understand over over the years of doing this work um, is that we could probably summarize the root cause using the word disempowerment. So yeah, um, what causes that disempowerment? Um, there are multiple things. One of them is the conditioning we grow up with, our, you know, what we come to believe about birth and about our capacity to give birth um, as we grow up in, in our current culture, which, you know, like birth is really um, sold to us as a, a medical event, um, as being dangerous, as being something that in order to have a safe outcome requires to be taken place in the hospital and uh, to have you know medical experts kind of overseeing that. So this conditioning doesn't set us up too well to have a lot of faith in our ability to birth our babies when you know actually we're mammals, we are women, we are beautifully designed to give birth um, and it's it's the fear that we bring into the birth space um, and like I say that comes from from multiple angles um, that often gets in the way of our physiology being able to do its thing get those good hormones flowing and get our babies born um, what other conditioning contributes to that sort of feeling of disempowerment uh, we are taught to tune out to our body wisdom from a young age. So, you know, we get a headache um, and we're told to take a painkiller um, rather than then explore what's the messaging our body is trying to give us here. Why have we got a headache? Is it that we need to rest? Is it that we need more water? Um, and so we kind of, that's just one example of countless examples of ways that we are taught to ignore or tune out to our body wisdom. Our bodies are clever, they are wise, and they know we know how to heal ourselves so much of the time, right? And the same is true um, for birth. And so, yeah, that messaging doesn't help. The messaging that um, not to trust our intuition, that that's a bit of woo-woo nonsense, that we really need to put our faith in the authority figures in our lives, that the doctors, the midwives, the, the priests, the 
teachers, the parents, they know better than we do what's best for us and our bodies. Uh, And, yeah, so we are taught to give our power away from from a young age. Uh, And this is so evident in the birth space where we have been taught to be compliant, to not question authority, to not um, trust ourselves. And, yeah, in birth, we really, really need that innate trust. We need to understand our physiology. We need to know how to support our physiology. uh, And we need to take responsibility for our birth experiences. But we're we're taught that if we're a responsible mum, we're going to do what the doctors say we're gonna you know um follow that that medical route of birth birth is incredibly has become incredibly over medicalized uh like in the u.s and new zealand we had rising rates of you know birth interventions things like cesarean um forceps and von deliveries inductions of labor epidural pain relief these are going up and up and up and they are done in the name of safety. So women are led to believe that these things need to happen in order to keep their births, their babies safe. Uh, the truth of the matter is, and, uh, you know, in working with people on a day-to-day basis, hearing their stories of traumatic birth, um, is that the very interventions that are done in the name of safety are so often the thing that is causing the birth to become traumatic, right? Mm. So true. Uh, yeah. So a woman so is led to, believe, yeah, led to believe, you know, you need your labor induced because you are quote unquote overdue, right? And like like your body isn't going to go into labor when, <laughs> when it's ready to, you know, like it's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, you, you need to have an induction because you're overdue or because you are too old, like what's with that one? Um, or because you, your baby's too big or your baby's too small. I don't know. There's countless reasons that women are- There's always to- some reason, right? <laughs> there's always something. Yeah. And I think I that's what we've dealt with it. as women for our whole lives. Our body is not good enough. You're not that's good it. enough. Yeah. And we have that repeated over and over and over again and pregnancy and birth and postpartum. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I don't know what the numbers are in the States, but in New Zealand, about a third of uh, women are having their labors started with a, a medical induction. Um, and I hear the stories of you know, that cascade of intervention that ensues as a result of that. So women leave the birth space with this belief that it was just as well I was in the hospital. It was just as well those medical experts were there to save my baby from my faulty body. That's the message people Mm. are left with when, when they take their baby home. And they... So they think it was their fault. They think their body let them down. They think that they weren't enough. They weren't strong enough. They weren't, they couldn't cope with the pain. So they needed that epidural and that epidural meant that their labor slowed down and then they had to have syntocin and, or pitocin um, and, um, and then their baby got distressed and then they needed a cesarean. And it was my fault because I wasn't strong enough and needed that epidural. If only they knew 
how a an you know medically induced labor is just so different from the experience we have when we have a physiological birth when we have an undisturbed birth we are we are equipped with all of the things that we need when we are supported to trust that physiology right we don't need pain relief because we've got when our oxytocin is flowing in our our brains which is although it's chemically the same as that pitocin or in New Zealand we call it syntocinin um, that's given intravenously although it's chemically the same structure and yes it causes the uterus to contract and forces the cervix open gets the baby born um, it can't cross the blood-brain barrier and influence the brain the way that our uh, endogenously produced oxytocin does. And that looks like helping us to fall in love with our babies, right, to bond with our babies. That looks like supporting the breastfeeding journey, helping us to produce the hormones that, that support milk production. Uh, that looks like stimulating the release of endorphins, which are our natural painkillers, our naturally produced opiates that help us to transcend the pain of labor. That looks like helping us to stay calm and in that parasympathetic nervous system, sort of part of our brain, right, where we kind of go into labor land, go into the birth zone, and we have this beautiful potent access to our instinctive behaviors that support us to feel really safe and to help progress our labor. So somebody who is in the zone is going to be upright and rocking and swaying and seeking out a dark, quiet space away from prying eyes, you know, away from strangers and um, scary noises and those sorts of things. And, um, and she might be vocalizing and, yeah, all these things help to open her body, they help to get the, you know, the good hormones flowing and they help to get her baby born in really a really safe and rewarding way. And they help set her up to meet her baby full of belief in in her capabilities as a mother, right, which is so important because, yeah, the real hard bit starts when we're trying to navigate new parenthood and we're it's it's exhausting and it's it's like you know babies don't come with a um, a manual <laughs> so there's so much to navigate in those early days and weeks become a postpartum university professional our evidence-based trainings guides downloads tools and community membership is now open for applications Join us as we learn, connect, and implement better care practices for ourselves and for our clients we serve. You can learn more at postpartumu, the letter U, dot com slash membership. Is trauma different than, say, a difficult birth? Because I hear so many people say, well, I didn't really have a difficult, I, I didn't really have a traumatic birth, but it was really difficult. Yeah. Are they one of the same? Are they different? Or are we just yeah. discounting our experiences because we know someone had it harder? 
Okay, I think it's it's going to be a little of both, a little A and a little of B, right? Like yeah. I think birth is inherently uh, a a really really challenging experience. I think it's designed to be that way, and I and I'll go into that in in a little bit because I think this is an important understanding to have. Take you know taking into the birth space, uh, but. Yeah, there is a lot of um, suppression of people's experience of birth as being traumatic because they, because of that messaging that says be grateful, it could have been worse, and and yeah, like it could have been, it could have been worse, you know. And yes, there will always be people who had it worse off or better off than you, but those comparisons are never, ever helpful. If you are left with feelings of unshakable grief or anxiety um, or depression or hypervigilance, just constantly worrying that the worst-case scenario is going to happen with your baby, any of these things indicate that you have unresolved, unhealed trauma related to your birth and you deserve that healing. It doesn't matter if your birth looked like, you know, a really straightforward one hour birth that took place at home because, you know, well, it all just happened so quickly and easily. Like that could be and often is a really traumatic experience for people. Mm-hmm. So we can't, we can't say what a traumatic birth looks like only the birthing person can say yeah that felt traumatic or actually yeah that was difficult but you know I'm not left with any sense of like disempowerment any sense of um you know ongoing grief around my experience so coming back to what I said earlier like I have this I have this belief this kind of theory that birth is inherently a a really physically, spiritually, emotionally, psychologically challenging experience for most of us because that enables us to um, come out the other side of that massive challenge using all those internal resources that I was describing earlier. I'm out the other side of that going like, well, fuck yeah, like, look at what I just did. Look at what, look at what I'm capable of when I trust my instincts, when I listen to my intuition. Look at what my body does without the need for any outside interference. Like, I am made for this mothering thing. Yeah. And as well as that kind of that sense of like empowerment and belief in ourselves that comes through an, an undisturbed birth experience like that. That's that's so all, beautiful and powerful. Yeah. 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 We are also primed with, you know, this incredible flood of oxytocin at the time that our baby is born that, like I said earlier, helps us to fall very in love with our babies very quickly and and that's nature's design to ensure that we um, will want to protect our newborn from harm, right? So that is what we need in order to begin that 
postpartum, that really difficult postpartum journey. I mean, for most of us, Miranda, you know, and in, in this in our Western culture, we have such terrible support um, around that really, really difficult journey. Even when birth has gone really well, it's usually pretty challenging because of that lack of support. Uh, oh, yeah. We don't we don't have our village around us. We don't have somebody coming in and cooking us nutritious meals and massaging us and keeping us warm and yes, helping to keep that oxytocin flowing and allowing our bodies to rest and heal and recover and for us to you know establish that breastfeeding relationship with our baby and, and develop that bond and learn their cues and those sorts of things, even when we have a really positive birth experience. So imagine... Imagine how difficult that postpartum journey is for somebody who has the exact kind of opposite experience to what I just described. They come out the other side of birth going, I failed. I can't trust my body. I can't trust my instincts. I can't trust my intuition. I need the experts to tell me how to parent my baby. I don't feel a bond with my baby. Like, what sort of a mother am I? I failed it. you know, birth and now I failed to bond with my baby and oh lo and behold, breastfeeding doesn't happen because of all the the stress and the lack of helpful oxytocin and all those things. So oh gosh, I failed at that. Top well. of the nervous system that's changed yeah. significantly just because yeah. you've had a baby and you're here to keep this child alive, like the biological shifts and changes that are taking place and you are in this completely different place of trauma, which sets off your nervous system to operate at a whole different level. It's just a huge cluster yeah, that is setting you up for failure. Absolutely. And you know what most new moms do in the wake of a traumatic birth? And this is, this is a survival technique. You know, this is the nervous system focusing on what's needed for survival, really, is they suppress. They they and they're encouraged to suppress um, their experience, their need for um, processing and healing from their trauma. Um, because, you know, like, how can you do it all? That's just the, you don't have the capacity to be up to a, a crying baby all night and um, to, yeah, to, to heal from that surgical birth or to um, learn to like navigate motherhood. If, if you're yeah, How do you heal from a traumatic birth while you're yeah. taking care of a newborn and trying to heal the physical wounds of your body? Exactly. Exactly. It's, it feels impossible. So mm. the only logical thing is to suppress that, which yeah. has such significant consequences for us yeah. and a long-term yeah. health. We know yeah. that our bodies store trauma within our, the cellular structures. Absolutely. And we know that a female body in particular stores a lot of trauma in our pelvic region. Yeah. And so there's... There's so much that we could even go in in the conversations of that. But I'm curious from your perspective, you are you are in this trauma, this this birth trauma support role. How do you help people find the healing after a traumatic birth? Yeah, yeah. So like the one-on-one work that I do with people, um, it's over the years, it's it's kind of developed and 
shaped itself and this sort of shifted as I've learned more about people's needs and what works best. And actually it might sound really full on and intense and indeed it is, but a session with a client that I call an unraveling your trauma session typically lasts around three hours. So we do do this via Zoom um, or in person if they happen to live nearby. Um, But I work with people all over the world. So, you know, Zoom is awesome like that. Um, And they share their story. And sometimes that takes 20 minutes and sometimes that takes two hours. And this is a really, really important piece for them to have an opportunity to express their experience, their feelings, where I can hold that space and let them feel validated in whatever their experience was and let it be a shame-free space to say, and when my baby was first put on my chest, I felt nothing. I, I felt like it wasn't my baby. I just wanted them to take it away. And the, the grief and, and, and you know, guilt and shame that they hold on to around that sort of experience and, and story that they have, like I wasn't enough, I'm a failure. Um, so sharing their story and having it reflected back from me that you have no wonder you feel like that. And this is a really common and normal response to a traumatic birth like you just described to me. Uh, you know, is that in itself is huge for a lot of people. Um, it's a really important first step on their healing journey. But in that three hours after they've shared their story, um, I then use my really in-depth understanding of birthing physiology, my yeah, my understanding of the birthing system and the power dynamics at play within that system, um, my understanding of the various interventions and how they impact physiology and how they impact, for instance, the ability to bond with our our newborns, that sort of thing, Um, my understanding of the trauma brain and what kind of, you know, that when somebody uh, is, is saying during their story, I wasn't something enough or I should have stood up for myself more or I should have said no or I should have asked more questions and I explained to them how when we are in a trauma state the fight or flight has is, is, is shifted into freeze because we can't fight and we can't flee um, then the the neocortex the thinking rational part of our brain that part that's responsible for language uh it's, it's shut down. We're in survival mode. And so we don't actually have access to the ability to say, to speak, <laughs> to say stop, to ask more questions, you know, like, yeah. So that these sorts of, uh, I use these understandings to help and, and my understandings of the conditioning that I talked about earlier to help them understand why their birth went down the path that it did, why they have been left feeling the ways they do about their capabilities as a birthing person, as a mother, as a human. Um, Perhaps, you know, their traumatic birth has uh, impacted their relationship with their partner. That's really common. So helping them to understand that dynamic um, and their bond with their baby. And then I offer a bunch of tools. So like tools for kind of ongoing processing and healing after our call ends. Um, and I send them a follow-up email that has covers all of the 
tools that I've suggested, the instructions around those, the um, any links uh, to articles or podcast episodes or um, or other professionals who might be helpful for them to um, further their healing journey. Um, and so, yeah, that's that's an unraveling your trauma session. And the other thing, the other big aspect of my one-to-one work is um, working with people who are pregnant again after a traumatic first birth. And we, yeah, after we've done an unraveling your trauma session, we later book a um, a planning for a um, a healing birth and positive postpartum sort of uh, session. And so, so yeah, like unpacking the trauma, helping them to gain a new perspective on why their birth went the way it did, helping them to understand physiology and that sort of thing, and then looking forward to a next birth, um, how can they set themselves up for that, for a different experience next time? Yeah. That's amazing. That's amazing that you really do all of this and you also teach this to others. And that's actually how I found you is through some students who were in the postpartum uh, university membership and who've gone through our certification program and who are absolutely in love with the work that you're doing as well. Where can people find you to connect in to you and all of this incredible work that you're doing? Likewise, I love the work that you are doing with people, helping them to understand, you know, people who work with new mothers need to have a really good understanding of what is required to nurture that postpartum experience in a culture that, like we talked about earlier, is severely lacking in a lot of regards around postpartum support. Yeah, like I I love it when anybody who works with new mothers or pregnant women or birthing people, you know, anybody who works in that sphere, I think it's just so important for them to have a real understanding of what is causing birth trauma, what, you know, so how how we can mitigate it, um, and then how to support somebody in the wake of a traumatic birth. And that's especially true for people who are working with postpartum mamas, right? So I love that people who have trained with you are also coming and training with me as well. So um, people can can find me on Instagram, healing.birth, um, Facebook, Healing Birth with Carla, Carla with a C. You can, uh, yeah, head to my website, healingbirth.co.nz, and under the training tab, it has all the information. I do have a free, it's called Understanding Birth Trauma Basics course that I offer that's about six hours of recorded content with a, a beautiful printable workbook and yeah and that's a really good starting point for having some base understandings of of these things but um also getting a bit of a feel for me and how I work and whether you might want to go on and, and become a certified healing birth practitioner which is the training that that you're talking about there yeah I, I love it. I love it. I feel like we could have this conversation for so long. There's so many different avenues that we could go into. And I'm just so appreciative of your time and your attention to this. Thank you from the bottom of my heart of all the things that you are doing here and for showing up today to share with everyone about this incredible conversation. I just truly appreciate you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Miranda. And yeah, likewise for the work that you are doing. 
I am so grateful you turned into the Postpartum University podcast. We've hoped you enjoyed this episode enough to leave us a quick review. And more importantly, I hope more than ever that you take what you've learned here, applied it to your own life and consider joining us in the Postpartum University membership. It's a private space where mothers and providers learn the real truth and the real tools needed to heal in the years postpartum. You can learn more at www.postpartumu.com. We'll see you next week.